Hey y'all, and welcome to the Teacher Nook, where we break down strategies, tools, and resources to help self-contained educators teaching students with significant disabilities, including autism. Learn tips and tricks to manage behavior, improve communication, and build vocational skills in less time and with less stress. We help you work smarter, not harder. It's Ayo here, and I want to thank you for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your questions on teaching students with severe and profound disabilities. But before we get to today's episode, I want to remind you that you can have your questions answered on the Teacher Nook by heading over to the website and submitting a question today. If you have your question chosen for the podcast, you'll receive a free resource from the Noodle Nook store. Our store has visual supports for communication and behavior, including token boards and visual schedules, adapted novels and activities to develop students academically, like our new builder bin, your DIY dollar store STEM activities, and vocational training tools like principal and DIY task boxes, all meant to support teachers in special education or autism units. So be sure to visit www.noodlenook.net today to get your questions answered. All right, let's get this podcast started. So today we're talking all about teacher motivation. And depending on the kind of classroom that you're teaching in, your campus, or just you, teacher motivation can sometimes be very hard to grasp hold of. And we all know that happy teachers make better students. So taking care of ourselves and doing that self-care and finding motivation is better for all of the students in our classroom and also has a positive impact on our home lives and so many other things. But what do we do as individual teachers to find that motivation? Today I have 10 tips for you that will help you as you're trying to keep motivation, stay happy and positive so you can better support your students. All right, so number one, I know this is going to sound crazy, but make friends at work and the positive ones. Have friends at your work environment who are going to stay positive with you, help you find motivation, and be someone that you can talk to, socialize with, and be fun around. If you've got friends at work who are not so positive, and we all know we've got some of those, you know, pity parties happen, but maybe those are not the people to surround yourself with if you're really trying to stay positive, happy, and motivated. Number two is to find a collaborator. So uh, we all have friends at work, but sometimes we don't have somebody who teaches the same kind of content or the same type of student as we are as we do, and so we don't have someone to collaborate with when we have problems, ideas, questions, we all need someone who will, it can be a go-to when we have things we need to figure out. So if you don't have a collaborator, find one. And it doesn't have to be in your own building. I know we have some self-contained teachers out there who are the only person teaching students like theirs in their building or possibly in their entire school district. So we want to make sure that if you, if you can't find a collaborator on your campus, that doesn't mean you don't have one. You find some, someone somewhere else. So Facebook is a great place to go to find a collaborator. It might be that you look district-wide instead of just in your own building, but it's good to find someone to collaborate with. The next thing to keep motivated is to to really connect with some of your parents. I know it sounds crazy, (laughs) but, you know, sometimes we are in the classroom so long, we start to forget that the kids that we are servicing are, are somebody else's baby. And it's important not only to connect with those parents and make sure that we're all on the same page, but also really to solidify in your mind that no parent out there is just trying to be a pain in your butt. They really are out there trying to do the best they can with what they have at the time to provide the best they can for their kid. 
So connect with those parents. Make sure everyone feels like they're on the same page. And sometimes that can just help mitigate the stress that happens this time of year with all these IEP meetings coming up. Uh, I have to go with number four being a highlight reel to administration. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes it feels like campus admin has no idea what we do every day. No idea what we're dealing with every day. Even on occasions where they wander into our classroom and everyone is not in crisis, they think, oh, how great. Look at you. All of the kids sitting down. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, aren't you guys just so adorable? And they don't understand that it just took you six weeks to get the kids to sit down and do stations in your classroom. It really is about highlighting to administration the the work, the effort, and the successes that you're having in your classroom because we're such a small, especially teachers, such a small subsect of the overall student population. Sometimes we just don't get seen as much as, as some other classrooms. So yeah, it's a highlight reel to your admin. Drop an email when you have a really successful day just to share your wins. Just keep them informed. Invite them to your classroom. Just keep them involved and informed because that offers them another opportunity to highlight the good that you're doing in your classroom as well. All right, so number five is to set up a GoFundMe or an Amazon wish list. I know that sounds crazy, but there's so much teacher supplies that come out of pocket for us. And I'm always astonished at how much the community is really willing to support teachers, especially support teachers who are working with special needs students. So I remember back uh, when I was still teaching in elementary, I made connections with some of our local department stores, some of our local mom and pop stores to get donations of items that they no longer needed or were discontinued. And that was a godsend for me in terms of being able to keep supplies, materials, and activities in my classroom without funding them all out of pocket. So set up a GoFundMe or an Amazon wish list and see if there's a way for your community to support what you're doing in the classroom so there doesn't feel like there's an overdue burden on you financially to keep things going. All right, so number six is, is to recognize some of our support staff. So my guess is if you're having a hard time with keeping motivated and positive, probably your support staff is too. And it turns into this death spiral if they're not happy and you're not happy or everybody's losing motivation at the same time. So sometimes by bringing some support staff recognition and cheerleading to them, they become happier and help feed into your happiness. So a little self-serving, but also beneficial for the team overall is just to recognize support staff, give some positive praise, make them feel as though this is a happy, positive place because it will rub off on you. Number seven is to bring some bling into your room. Bring some bling and some joy. There are just certain items that make you happy. Maybe it's a pineapple or a llama, (laughs) flowers, something that gives you that mental signal of happiness and joy. It might be worth bringing that into your room. Um, A crazy poster, a mug that has a great quote or saying with it. Just something that's going to bring a little bliss in the bling. Number eight is to write. I know, don't we do enough writing? But sometimes we just do one kind of writing. We write a lot for IEPs and meetings and emails for work. But how wonderful will it would it be just once a week to write a quick blurb of happiness that happened in your classroom, a student success, a hallmark moment, a behavior that you'll never forget, (laughs) but that you were able to overcome that brought you joy. 
sometimes if we can just sit down and write some of these things, it t- takes it off our, our mental plate. And it also oper- offers you an opportunity to come back and revisit it later so that you can see where the growth has happened and remember some challenges and how you were able to overcome and find that motivation in what you've already succeed, succeeded at or successfully done. So number nine is mentor someone else or find a mentor. Depending on where you are in your academic um, and your teaching career and your academic learning personally, it might be a good time for you to find a mentor or be a mentor. Reaching out and helping someone else or finding someone who can help you really kind of keeps you motivated to keep going because it feels like there's more to learn and there's more to do. So being a mentor can sometimes be a great way to find a little bliss, find happiness, and keep motivated. And then number 10 is to keep learning. I mean, if you are in the classroom and you feel like you know it all and you've mastered it all and you don't need to learn anything else, obviously teacher motivation is going to start to wane. But if you feel like you're always learning new things and you're always trying new strategies and applying new practices and really making forward momentum, it can keep you motivated and happy because you feel like you're always moving forward and you're not getting stagnant where you are. So keep learning. That's a great way to keep motivated. All right, y'all. So that was the 10 ways that your teacher motivation can be reinforced. Remember, happy teachers equals better students. And it's been said over and over again, but it can't be said enough. A motivated teacher is the key to a classroom. So try to make some friends, um, positive friends, find a collaborator, connect with parents, do a highlight reel to your admin, set up a GoFundMe or an Amazon wish list, recognize your support staff, bring some bling or joy to your room decoratively wise, do some internal writing and some reflection, mentor another or find a mentor for yourself, and then keep learning. These will keep you motivated so that your students will get better achievement and you'll have more bliss in the morning when you're getting up trying to get to the office or get to school. So definitely try to find that motivation in these 10 ways. Good luck and remember, stay strong. There are so many questions out there about how to be the best teacher you can be when you work with low-incident students and students with severe disabilities like autism. And we need all the great teachers we can get, so stay strong and teach on. Thanks for listening to The Teacher Nook. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing now. You can do that by visiting www.noodlenook.net or searching on your favorite podcast player. Bye, y'all. Till next time.